we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Northern Power Women podcast. I'm Sam Walker, and as ever, I am joined by the marvelous Simone Roche MBE, our great leader. Hello, how are you? Hello, and most importantly, belated happy birthday. Ah, thanks. Can I comment on the cake? you can my handiwork uh this is years and years and years of being told by a small girl can i have frozen can i have moana can i have a puppy dog can i have a unicorn this year i said what cake would you like my love and she said i want something that everybody really really wants and i said what's that she said loo roll (laughs) it's absolutely brilliant How, how did it taste do you know what? Quite nice. So inside it was chocolate and vanilla layer sponge. I did do a whole Instagram story. Sam Walker Radio is where you'll find me on Instagram. And I posted it on Twitter as well, at Walker Sam. So you'll be able to see chocolate and vanilla sponge layered with chocolate buttercream, vanilla buttercream and jam. It was basically diabetes on a plate. So your toilet roll cake wasn't crappy. <laughs> How long? How long have you been saving that up for? Seriously, I wrote it down four times on my pad. (laughs) But no, I had a lovely lockdown birthday. And, you know, I was a bit worried about my daughter because she shares my birthday. So she's nine. I was 48, so slightly older. And she, uh, you know, wouldn't be able to see any friends. But the school actually did a special Zoom call for a whole class and they all sang a happy birthday. And it was adorable, actually. And, And then stop the clock, Simone Roche. Governor Doug Ducey opened up restaurants here in Arizona as the start of the sort of coming out of lockdown. So we went to this great place near to where we live. It's called True Food Kitchen, like really lovely stuff. And it was quite surreal, but I felt very, very safe because all the staff were in gloves and masks. The tables they had spaced out. So it was an occupied table, a table that was free, an occupied table, a table that was free. So you you couldn't be within two metres of anyone else. So there wasn't an issue there. They had done things like all the menus were printed just on A4 paper and they had a reduced menu. So what you do is you just tick a box you ordered your food, it came out and then you paid by scanning a QR code on the receipt that went straight through to their app. So no contact payment or touching any machines or passing over cash. or wow. So they'd spent a long time working out how to do this properly. And even though it was a bit surreal to be served by someone in a surgical mask and gloves... Yeah, quite an interesting experience. I don't know when restaurants are potentially opening back up in the UK. It felt strange to be out I felt like they had taken such great precautions. It felt a lot safer than going to the supermarket, for example. 
Do you know, I think it's really strange. And I've been, this week I've been on my travels again. Last week I obviously, you know, traversed the north without leaving the boat. I've done exactly the same this week. We've been to Teesside, Lancashire, Cumbria and Manchester and it was marvellous. But, you know, different things come from the, you know, especially out in the likes of Lancashire, Lancashire and Cumbria. Mm. So the different challenges, the, the, the power circle call we have with them, there was really no mention of COVID. It was quite interesting because I suppose they're quite an isolated and separated region anyway, or regions, haven't they? One of the things we're getting from the cities is this, how do we get people's confidence back up to get into populated areas? Yes. I mean, there's been much coverage as we've come down a, a level of, of lockdown into now we, we don't have to stay safe, stay home. We have to just be alert. Mm. Look out for the invisible killer, they say everywhere. That's um, yeah. It is it's very surreal. It has been a bit surreal. I, I, one of the things I have not done this week is set my clock for the press conferences I think the clarity has changed a little bit I think it's all got a bit fuzzy yeah. and it's got a bit debatable but yeah I think there's definitely a confidence thing about coming back into big urbanized areas and obviously there's the the hospitality industry is totally battered isn't it but then what I'm also seeing is fantastic innovation fantastic innovation from an organization up in the rural part of of, of our north sort of taking what they were doing about like a sustainable business that was making paper cups it's now supplying it's now converted that into supplying material out into space and also for Louis Vuitton bags um what? You know, obviously not an essential item in, in COVID but I'm liking this these people that are the innovation that's coming out of this I think is is, is admirable and I think we we should be high-fiving that so um we'd love to hear from you if you are innovating out there doing great stuff then tell us because we want we want to celebrate what you're doing and uh and share that success I'm interested in uh, you know you you are speaking to a lot of our northern power women every single week a lot of the power list a lot of the future list are any of the women you've been and men you've been speaking to over the last week starting to prepare for going back into work? Because I know the Prime Minister announced now that people can start to return to work. Have you spoken to anyone who is going down that road? Uh, yes, actually. And there's a real sort of difference, you know. So you've got certain places that one of the big challenges is toilets. How do you create that as a really safe space, you know, without going in in full for PPE. Um, in co-working spaces, you know, we have a shared office unit, but how do you go back into that space when you've got all that shared facility around that? So they're asking, which is brilliant. And I think that's what a lot of employees are doing, sort of large and small. Um, I was talking to another sort of a large organisation based out in Cheshire, but they've got heaps of space. So right now, they're, they're looking at who's, who's going to be retained at home or who can mm. have the opportunity to stay at home. But because they have got the massive floor space they can you know spread things out but again it goes back to the the sort of city center offices so you wonder whether businesses are going to spread out into those you know less congested areas which you know could be good for those areas as well from an economic it could put some real sort of rejuvenate those parts of the you know those rural areas and the because there's more more space there is a lot of lots of innovative thinking and I think we're going to see more I think the next sort of six or seven weeks we're going to see you know massive massive strides in how or what we want to work so I don't think anyone any of the businesses that I'm talking to that they're still working out you know Manchester Airport are looking at the whole temperature temperature checks as, as you come in and how will you do the 
the baggage reclaim and how will you do, you know, the, the boarding of the planes and the challenges you've got with someone like an airport is you've got the airport side and then you step into a whole other business, which yeah. are then stepping into the different rules of the airline who they're all going to have you're going to end up having to play multiple rules of the game so i think um there's lots of watching and waiting but there's equally some i think there's some good some creative ideas coming through which may change us for good i'm speaking to a lot of a lot of academia at the moment and they're having to really think if they want you know how are they going to retain those conversations with those international students that are potentially not going to come back in september yeah so you know this is creative creative ways to do that whilst you're creating and building your community around you. Um, so I think there's that balance, community, safety, business, education. There's there's a lot to, to put in the mix. It's interesting, isn't it? People still having very, very visceral reactions to lockdown. We do know that, you know, it's, it's Mental Health Awareness Week this week. We know that a lot of people, you know, myself included, I've talked about the fact I've struggled at some points during this lockdown of feeling completely overwhelmed. I felt like I failed when it's come to things like homeschooling sometimes. I have felt some days like I can't be bothered to get out of bed. You know, it's been really challenging and I'm incredibly lucky that I am in a house with a garden and an outside space. I am in a place where I can go for a walk and not have to be cheek by jowl with other people. So I've been able to get out and about and move around. And I think... It's going to take some time for people to now come to terms with the fact that lockdown is is starting to ease because there are issues around, you know, I was in that restaurant, as I said, feeling safe. But then I saw a friend came over for a socially distant to wish me happy birthday and drop me off some cookies. He'd been to have his hair cut and I felt really strange that he'd been to have his hair cut. And I thought that means someone was really close to you who hasn't been in your family and you don't know if they've been keeping safe. And then I started to think, oh, I don't want to get too close to him. And I think it's going to take us all time to get used to seeing people again, bizarrely. Yeah, it's strange. And I think, you know, as I said last week, we're, we're all part of making, we're making new history, aren't we? Or we are making our own history right now. And I think we've got to obviously proceed at a, a pace. But equally, I think we can proceed with purpose, I think is, is, is really important for us at this time. And doing things not the way they've always been. Mm. So I think with change comes great opportunity as well, as well as notwithstanding the fact that it's, it's, it's scary as hell out there as yeah. well. Well, look, we would really love to hear from you if you are starting to perhaps go or even consider going back into a place of work, even if you're going to be only one of, one of a couple of people in an office. Please do tell us about it. Tell us about how you feel about this, what your experiences are, what practical steps you're going to take to keep yourself safe as well and your family safe. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. Please, please do email. I'd really love to hear. We could maybe even give you a call if you fancy it and get you on the podcast. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? I know. But let us know, please, if you are going back into work or perhaps you're talking about getting your team back into work. Are you doing staggered days in the office and days at home? How are you making sure people are safe getting to work? Perhaps you've been told by a boss, we expect you at your desk next week. How do you feel about that? Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com is where you can email and we would really, really love to hear from you. So thank you. And someone has been in touch with a question, Simone. 
Yeah, we had Stacey Dobson, one of our futurists from Sky. She asked us, you know, how do we allow ourselves to sit and feel with different emotions rather than move past them? We tend to rush in to make him feel better. They're there, it'll be all, you know, be all okay. But sometimes we just need to pause before moving on. And I think, you know, I, I thought that was really interesting because we do spend our whole life rushing and we all want to rush to someone's aid. But sometimes you do need that time to sit and dwell are you a are you a dweller or are you a reflector or are you a mover on I'm all of those things actually because I'm, I'm not I would like to think that I uh, you know I do have times when I feel I suppose quite enlightened and I allow myself to sit with going okay this is what anxiety feels like and I will let myself feel it in my body and almost experience it as as just a feeling as opposed to getting mentally involved to be like, oh, yes, I can feel it in my tummy. I can feel it down my legs. Okay, yeah, this isn't, you know, and I try and view it that way. Other times I just get massively caught up in it and think, I can't cope with this feeling. I just want it to stop. I want it to stop. I want it to stop. I want it to stop. So there's that amazing quote, isn't there, from the poet Rilke that's shown at the end of the film Jojo Rabbit that says, let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just keep going no feeling is final. And I think that's so important that we are brought up and and conditioned to, oh, don't feel anxious, don't feel depressed, don't feel sad. And in fact, we do need to feel all of those things because that's what makes us human as much as anything else. And I think we, we have that fear of feeling uncomfortable, which we do need to learn to live with a little bit more because no feeling is final. No feeling is final. And that's what's the really important thing to remember when we are feeling anxious or distressed or fed up or whatever it might be. This will end. And I talked about it on my podcast, Desert Diaries, actually, because, of course, been in the States a year now. And um, I talked about, you know, making that great leap into the unknown and following a dream and what it really all means. And there have been times when I felt completely overwhelmed with anxiety for having quit my job and quit my life and moved to this other country. And I have you know, spent time saying out loud, this feeling will end, this will end, this will end. Mm. You will not always feel like this. And sometimes that's what we need to tell ourselves as opposed to trying not to feel it, allowing ourselves to feel it, but reminding ourselves this will end. Yeah. Do you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm reflecting on that, actually. And I think, wow, I think that's quite taken my breath away, actually. And it almost pulls all of our own personal feelings of what we're not just through this crisis this you know but just through this is you have to have that I'm not good clearly look look at me waffling now I'm not that person who will just sit and Mm. think about because you're too busy rushing on to the next thing so I probably need to absolutely take your advice I need to go and get that poem printed out and tattooed on my thigh I think (laughs) Uh, um, absolutely time don't rush too far past what you're feeling Mm. and I'm going to I'm taking that away from this week so I'm definitely taking that away as as my lesson learned Well, talking of lessons, you know what I'm going to say. It's time for our life lessons. Another brilliant Northern Power woman or man sharing some of the wisdom that they've gained over their life with us. Who's it this week, Simone? Well, do you know what? This week we have got global. So I got um, um, an email off, sorry, a LinkedIn message off Karen Thompson. And she says, I'm contacting you bizarrely from Western Australia and from Perth. But I'm a Lancashire lass and I was born in Liverpool, but I've got all these roots and I listen to the podcast and I love it. And so I said to her, so well, you know, she's many years in business. She runs an organisation called Communicate You. And she wrote a blog a few years ago called Life Lessons. And so I thought, well, I've, I've got to ask her to share hers. So Karen, it's over to you. 
Hello, I'm Karen Thompson, founder and communications partner at Communicate You. I live in Perth, Western Australia, but was born in Liverpool and I identify as a Northern Power woman. Here's my five life lessons. What's one piece of advice that has really stuck with you? Be brave for five minutes longer. The actions you take in those next few minutes when you feel like quitting may take you somewhere amazing. Feel the fear and do it anyway. What advice would you pass on to someone starting their career today? Never compromise your integrity. Be true to yourself and if you ever find yourself in an ethical dilemma, you will make the right choice. When have you faced imposter syndrome and what did you do about it? I was asked by my university alumni office to be part of a panel discussion on corporate social responsibility which was being filmed for television. I said yes, but when I saw my fellow panellists, the imposter in me wanted to crawl into a hole. Two were members of parliament and one was a local mayor. I felt the fear and did it anyway, but to this day I haven't watched the finished product. Tell us about a time that you've had to be resilient. As we keep hearing today, health is the most important thing in the world. Two years ago, I ended up in a coronary care unit with an arrhythmia and needed to have my heart shocked back into rhythm. A few weeks later, I was back in hospital and I ended up having a year off work. My doctor said I needed to reduce the stress in my life. I stood down from my senior role and went back to work in a newly created part-time position. My confidence took a battering during this period, but I was determined to get my life and my career back, albeit at a slower pace. Give us an example of when a strong business network came into its own. Many years ago, I wrote a magazine article about networking and said the best time to build your network is before you need it. I recently started my own business and I'm blessed to be surrounded by a network of amazing professionals who have helped me crowdsource ideas, shared their experiences and insights and given me so much advice that if I had to pay for it, it would send me broke. And I'd like to say thank you to all those amazing people and thank you Northern Power Women. Oh, Karen Thompson, thank you so, so much for getting in touch. Loved your life lessons and we'd love to hear yours. Please email podcast at northernpowerwomen.com just with a message saying, I'd love to share my life lessons and we'll tell you how to do it. It's dead easy, but maybe we can hear from you next week. So top stuff. Before you head off into the sunset, Simone, what's to do? Well, just one thing I rediscovered this year, this week. I've not seen it for probably about two months. You may be familiar. It's a very old uh, invention called an iron. And uh, <laughs> haven't used one in quite a number of weeks. And because we're doing quite a lot of Zoom and video calls and, and, and such like, we just thought, well, well, what would, you know, I, I want to wear something different. But every time I go to the wardrobe, I think, oh, God, probably could do with a bit of an iron. So, yeah, I did a whole Sunday of iron. Well, not whole, I would say probably an hour, but you know. um, So, yeah. So, what about you? Are you familiar with that invention? So, I last ironed in about 1997, but you know, uh, I've heard good things about it, but uh, it's not for me. It's not for me. I'm more of the smooth and leave the house type girl, but there you go. (laughs) Just shake out the ruffles as you go, or as you sashay down your Arizona highway. Look, we have a little bit of news. There's a brand new podcast launching this week from Northern Power Women's sister organisation, Northern Power Futures. If you've got a young person in your life who is perhaps at school or college or at university or in the first couple of years of their job, 
do let them know about it. The Northern Power Futures podcast, it's just a great little resource because loads of young people were getting in touch and asking for advice about what to do, about furloughing and their burgeoning careers, studying, college and mental health as well. So the brand new Northern Power Futures podcast, short but sweet, 10 minute episode just for the young person in your life. Questions by young people, answered by fantastic, experienced professionals with years of wisdom. So please do have a listen. Can't wait for that. Really exciting. It's been really, uh, really interesting actually putting that together. So we'll have a fabulous week. Surely you're still celebrating your birthday because that's kind of the rules, especially if you have a double birthday in your house. Exactly. I'm hoping it's going to go on for about in the next five or six months. So we'll see. <laughs> but my liver and my waistline probably say I probably shouldn't, but we'll see what's to do. Simone, as ever, marvellous stuff. We shall speak next week. Brilliant. I will look forward to catching up next week. There we go then for another edition of the Northern Power Women podcast. Thank you so, so much for listening. We would love you to share our podcast with your friends and your colleagues and your neighbours and that person behind you, the six feet away in the line in the supermarket. Do get in touch. Podcast at northernpowerwomen.com. We'd love to hear from you. The next episode will be coming your way on the 25th of May. Until then, I'm Sam Walker and the Northern Power Women podcast is a What Goes On Media production.